0: It's exactly 22 minutes to the hour. Good evening. Welcome to hashtag MSW. Great for you to be part of this uh, movement, the chairman's chair. And of course like i said earlier on you you can send us through any of your questions the whatsapp number is 060-584-2250. otherwise the hashtag msw right across all social media platforms it is there for you and your pleasure and i can see already on twitter uh, questions are coming through for uh, the chairman of a of and that's alan Feynman, who joins me here today for the very first time for chairman's chair alan good to see you welcome thank you robert good evening and good evening to the listeners Great appointment, I believe. Congratulations! Thank you. It's you accepted immediately,
1: without blinking.
0: Why? I'm a
1: football fan, proper football fan. Mm-hmm. I'm also a Bidvest man, so to to look after Bidvest wits is it's a real pleasure.
0: So, both from a business perspective and also just from a footballing perspective, it made sense to you. Yes, it did. Did you ever think that? In 2018 at this stage, were you primed for this at any point or did it take you slightly by surprise? No, I think, so I took, I actually
1: took over last season. Correct. Um, The season before I was involved a little bit with uh, Mr. Jaffe. I did know it was coming. So yes, I was primed for it.
0: And at no point did you think, what on earth am I getting myself into?
1: No, not at all. Not at all.
0: I mean, obviously, Mr. Joffe was a regular on the chairman's chair and, and we thank him for that. If he's listening, certainly uh, we've always appreciated his ability to find time in his very busy schedule and travels um, to be here and, and really talk about the vision, talk about where wits are, where they intend to go. And you having watched from the outside initially. And you yes. looked at this brand and it was starting to grow when the adoption of the Bidvest uh, its name itself. What were you seeing as, let me start with the, with the negatives. What were you starting to look at and think, hmm, are we able to sustain that? Are we able to maintain this, you know, red herrings?
1: You know, I think, I think with, with Bidvest Wits, we, we took it one step at a time. We, we obviously had ambitions and goals like anyone else but we treated it probably the same way we treat any of our businesses one step at a time and we obviously had some bad times after we bought into bid oh. we got relegated we came up we struggled in the league and but i think every season we actually improved we really did and especially the last five six years with the appointment of jose and and gavin and everything that came thereafter, we went one step at a time. And the goal at that stage clearly was to win the league. I've no doubt that that Brian mentioned that on numerous occasions, because he mentioned it to us regularly. We've got to win the league. We must be patient. We'll, we will win the league.
0: Is that part of the bidvest ambition though, or is it part of an individual who has seen and been part of so much success from a business perspective, as he has been to say why can't we transfer that into this model called football and actually reach the heights that I have reached on the business front
1: yeah that's, you know bidvest and brian Joffey are obviously permanently intertwined yeah and his goals and ambitions for for bidvest and for bidvest wits were were very similar they started from small small places so we just grew with those ambitions and it's become part of our DNA and our culture within Bidvest.
0: Win the league, great. Beyond that, surely when you look at some of the the so-called top guns within the Premier Soccer League, and you're talking historically because maybe they're the older gentlemen, uh, Orlando Pirates, 1937 to present, Kaiser Chiefs as well, uh, born in the 70s, Swallows, unfortunately, who were the other older gentlemen, um, long forgotten and sadly so. Uh, the likes of Santos, also the older statesmen, also lost, you know, beyond now the National First Division. Uh, Amazulu come back in different phases, get bought, sold, whatever happens to them. But we're just talking about the consistent teams that keep going on. Bitvest, yeah, win the league. But what are, what's, the bigger, what's, the, what's the bigger ambition, though, Helen, in terms of the club, the growth? Let's say where home is at Bitvest Stadium.
1: So, I mean, to win the league is obviously a nice goal, Yeah. but it certainly was not the reason we got involved because otherwise win the league and then sell it out. Mm. That was never the goal. The goal was always around football. It was around the brand. It was around the Bidvest people. We have about 130,000 South Africans, as you know. So football is, is part and parcel of the, the fabric of this country. It's in every home. It's in every generation. to get passed. Grandfather to father to son. So we really wanted to be part of that. And we also wanted to play a role in, in developing young footballers for the future. So I think, you know, there were, there were numerous goals. And probably the, the, the biggest success, yes, we won the league and we've won a few trophies along the way. But probably our biggest success is the academy. Our under-17 teams, our under-19 team. You know, both of those teams at the moment are, we, we're really excited about them. And then the academy is probably, Jose can correct me if I'm wrong, but probably develop more PSL footballers than any other academy in this country. And that's a big part of what, what Brian started and we've continued with mm-hmm. and it's growing and growing. So that's our, our goal. Um, in terms of the stadium, you know, we love the stadium. It's part of WITS. It's part of the university. Yeah. As you know, Vitz own part of the football club. And that stadium's been around, sure, I don't know how long. Yeah. It was there when I was at Vitz in the 80s, and I would guess it must be 50 years old. We like it. It's very good for the students. The students are big fans of Bidvest WITS, so we've never thought about moving away from the stadium mm. at all. I suppose if we had 20,000... Supporters every week, we would consider a move, but at this stage, absolutely, we're happy there.
0: Why don't you get 15 every game? What's the challenge? It's a nice, intimate stadium, it's a nice, family oriented stadium. You know, it, it really sits well for students to be there on a regular basis, but also just to expand to family interested stakeholders who come through and watch. But yet, you know, ebbs and flows. Sometimes there's a lot of fans, depending on the game, from a consistency level. I mean, would that be part of, let's say, your journey to see how you can turn that around to get that consistency of about 15,000 fans every game?
1: It would be nice. It would be nice. Um, I think the fans in South Africa at the moment for, for everyone is a problem. And it's been for a while. We've got diminishing attendances at, mm-hmm. at every, every game. Um, besides the Derby, which is generally packed out, so I think it's a South African football problem. I'm not sure what the answer is. Um, overseas, they seem to have got the the mix of transport and TV coverage and pay TV. They seem to have got that right. Um, I'm not saying we've got ours wrong, mm. but everyone seems to be having a, the same problem. I think the 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 core. I think there's actually two core problems. The one is transport is too expensive in this country Mm. for people and the second is that if I think back to South African soccer in the 80s the the stadiums were packed they were full and I think the the real difference between those teams and our soccer today is actually goals there's not enough goals in South African soccer So,
0: just the the sheer excitement of the the game and why you go to a game is is about goals so when those dry up people see no entertainment value
1: Probably, and also, I think a lot has been done by the PSL. Um, but I think there's a lot more that that we should be doing to encourage people to come to the stadiums, bring their kids, come with their family, mm. and we should be playing a bigger role and putting money into that, because that's the future of any
0: football league. Are the fans? Without the fans, mm-hmm. you've got nothing. But would you want to be one of the front runners? You you look at Black Leopards up in Toyando. They have, on a regular basis, a full house. They play against Bloemfontein Celtic. They get a full house. So they don't wait for the traditional uh, big hitters to come around there for them to justify a full house. The full house is there. They just want to see football. They get excited by the thought of Black Leopards uh, really turning up for a big game. Hence, I say, if you want to lead that charge, which I... Trust me, I am more than sure as Vids, you could. Having been in that institution myself, I know how fervent those supporters are just in terms of the club. You know, maybe there's just something somewhere that is amiss in terms of trying to link up with them and maybe the club vice versa, whichever one it is. Would you want to be part of trying to lead that charge?
1: We would. We would. And I, I mean, you, you mentioned the crowds in Toyondo. Oh. I think Chipper is another very good example. They get fantastic crowds in PE. Yeah. Um, we do compete with a lot of teams. Our geographic location is, is not ideal. It really isn't. But then we are tied to WITS. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe at some point in the future, ourselves and WITS will sit down and say, you know, maybe it is time to move to an area that would encourage more fans, would be easier to access that's a possibility we certainly would like more fans yeah we would
0: Brian Joffe mentioned that at some point um, whether it was in Pomalanga or any other place he hinted at that possibility to say maybe sometimes being tied down because you have an institution that is tied up to you could be the very same problem of why you're not progressing and it might historically make sense but it might not make sense in terms of your journey forward so if you do look into that, how ambitious would you be to take it literally out of Gauteng? Because there are a lot of Gauteng teams in the PSL. You're all vying for the same stake. Yeah,
1: look, it's, it's, it's a very difficult question because obviously we've got a lot of, of people and support within Gauteng from a Bidvest perspective. Oh. Um, I know Brian certainly experimented with playing in, in Nelspruit. Um, and we actually got good crowds up there. Yeah. We did. So we we know that we can achieve it, and at some point, I hope, we will make the decision to maybe move somewhere else because I think football clubs like ours depend to a large extent upon success, and we've had tremendous success. So if if you're winning and success breeds success, it would make sense at some point to move somewhere.
0: But, but how soon would you want that to be, though?
1: Well, you know, there's, there's, there's Ellis Park. It's not well used, mm. not far from us. If it was feasible and it was good for our fans, it's something we would certainly look at. We'd go talk to, to the guys there. Um, that is something that we have considered because it's not too far away. Yeah. Whether we would like to move it to another province, my guess is at this point is, is not. But you never know.
0: You you touched on relegation early on. And and that was one of the things that Wits were not synonymous with was the issue of relegation. And historically, you know, with the team cross-culturally and otherwise always produced a, a, a competing Wits team, relegation came through and boom. Then last season, you literally toyed with relegation in the face. And it was not even funny for the longest period was I think you won about nine games in total in all 30 games uh, that you played but rock bottom of the table for a very long time what was that making management begin to think or say because at no point did you ever hint of sacking the coach or the coach's job ever being under threat well to us the public I don't know what was happening in the boardroom but how how realistically worried were you
1: we were worried. Um, I think in January we had we had 11 points. Uh, as we sit today, we've got 20, oh. and it's the first of November. So we we really had a very very bad start. So it does begin to play on your mind. You know that you need a certain amount of points. You've only got a certain amount of games to get them. But what was never ever considered or thought about or discussed with anyone was the sacking of Gavin Hunt. In fact, we could, we can tell you that we gave Gavin his contract, his new contract. I think it was early February. We gave it to him. We signed it and we said, there's your next contract because we've got every faith in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that played any role in in what happened um, in us getting out of the position. But we, we, we're not a... I mean, we, we, we run businesses, and we run them for the long term. We don't sell them, and we don't fire managers who've just won the league oh. for the first time ever. Um, and we've only had success, and Gavin's the most successful manager, um, as is Jose, and I yeah. mean, Dane Clayton is the most successful
0: individual, individual in terms of winning Cubs, the league.
1: Yeah. So we, we, had a, we had a winning team. Um, I think we had a lot of bad luck um, with injuries, we had some decisions that weren't great. And when you're losing, decisions do go against you. Whereas at the moment, you know, we're winning. And we actually are getting the, the decisions. Yeah. I thought you we were quite lucky on Friday night. We got all the decisions. But, you know, that's the way the game goes. So I'm not too sure exactly what, what happened or what changed. Some of the players maybe lost a little bit of hunger. There were some injuries. We brought in one or two players that didn't quite work. I mean, Stephen Pinot was a phenomenal mm-hmm. South African footballer. It didn't quite work out, and he was a fantastic individual at the club. So oh,
0: I'm going to pick up on that, Alan. thank mm-hmm. you so much for was I was going to get to that, but uh, you kind of beat me to it. Okay, uh, did a, a Usain Bolt on me on that one. Uh, so we'll take a quick break, uh, have a sip of water. We come back, we continue our conversation, and we'll check out what's happening on our voice notes as well as lots of questions that are coming through. Bidvest wits in the hot seat tonight. <laughs> All right, before we break away from MetroFam and also head off to the news. The one issue the chairman, Alan Feynman, was talking about as we went to the break was the issue around Stephen Pinar. Lots of fanfare around him coming to the club. It didn't quite work out in the end. Why do you think that was the case?
1: Um, I think it's it was disappointing for Stephen more than for us. We, we both had fantastic faith in what he could do for us, both in the change room and obviously on the field, mm. I think he unfortunately I think he he realized that he had slowed down and his legs had maybe given up, um, and that I think played a big part I really do, in why he just he couldn't keep up with the game. Mm. at times, there were f- some fantastic touches from him, and he really was a great individual on the training field and in the in the change room. But on the field, unfortunately, and I think the fact that he retired soon thereafter, I think he realized that it was one season
0: too many. Mm. Then how did you deal with it legally? I know you got your legal Eagle CEO here, but just from the chairman's perspective, I mean, there was a contract, I would imagine. Uh, then do you just agree to terminate, and uh, how did you go about that?
1: We had a contract. Um, I can tell you that it was a very, very amicable and easy call we sat down with him he knew it was over Mm. we knew it was over and he he was very very fair and very reasonable there was no animosity bad feeling at all from either party
0: and i know that he plays a role as far as everton as an ambassador you had any any wish maybe to keep him but in a different capacity in the club
1: I don't think it's, I don't think it's what he wanted. Yeah. Maybe at some point in the future, but it's, it's not what he wanted then.
0: Immediately. All. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Alan, stick around and the conversation. As you said, Georgie's is here, Jose is here. It's a good backup team. If you ever wanted a backup team, it's the team that is here in studio right now. We'll take your questions and a whole lot more. Thank you so much, Metro FM. We'll hook up again tomorrow. Well, as well as top of the hour, time to find out what Wadoop is cooked up for us here, yeah? as around the country experiencing thunder showers, rain, storms, drive safely on the road. Hey,
2: this is uh, in Town. Please ask uh, the gentleman there from Umba, uh, why are they so negative in terms of CAF competitions like uh, your Champions League or Confederation Cup? Because I think it's, it's not good when I mean, to, they are not only representing the, their brain, they also representing the country. So, even their coach was so vocal, Kevin Hunter, saying that uh, they want to be kicked out of the competition, because they want to focus on the league. So, is this being like uh, from the instruction from the big guys there from, from the board or management?
3: Yeah, good evening, Mr. Marawa, uh, Good
0: evening to the chairman as well. I would like to ask the chairman, don't they want
4: one day to conquer Africa because I see uh, when they play in the Champions League, they always bow out in the first round. So for me, it looks like they don't take it serious. Uh, thank you, Mr. Marawa.
0: All right. Keep firing away on those WhatsApp messages. Yo, So many of them. All right. Uh, that is the number to dial and go through and leave your voice note there. But a, a key question and a common question, Alan Feynman, if you just joining us now, he is the chair of Bidvest Bits and he's here on the chairman's chair today. And the two questions really leading on the same topic negative towards the Champions League. Uh, You want to focus on the league. Is this an instruction from the board? And also, don't you want to conquer Africa? Why are you bang out in the first round? Alan, is this an instruction from you?
1: Definitely no instruction from the board. We never tell the club what to aim for and what not to aim for at all. We want to win every competition we enter. In terms of of CAF, if you look at, at Gavin and Jose's record, it's the only thing missing. Yeah. It really is. They've won everything else numerous times. The CAF competition is very difficult from a from a timing perspective. And the new schedule that comes into play now, I think is going to see South African teams really put, not their best foot forward, because they always put their best foot forward. Us, Sundowns, and everyone else who's who's in it, Pirates, I just think we're going to have a much better chance against the African clubs. And I think just watch and see what happens. But I can assure you we we want to win in Africa.
0: But it's a perception that you're going to have to work hard at undoing because it, it doesn't just run with two voice notes. It runs into social media questions that are being asked right now. It probably was going to be one of the questions I was going to ask you because it has been prevalent for a very long time and the only way I suppose this is personal opinion is for you to do the deed.
1: I agree only that's the only thing that will will silence our critics on on Africa Um, if you look at at leagues worldwide often there's rotation of players because there's so many games yeah and we actually don't have the biggest squad Um, some of our competitors have a bigger squad So it's not that easy to play your top 11 or 12 week in after week out and do Africa and everything else. So there's rotation and maybe that's why there's a perception that we haven't put our best foot forward.
0: Let me take um, Lungi in Parktown. Lungi, good evening. Lungi? Yeah, I can hear you, but you're somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. Deep down, let me try you again. Lungi, good evening.
2: Mr. Marawa, can you hear me? Perfect, there you are. Thank you so much. Uh, sending my greetings to your guests in the studio. Uh, mine is just a quick one, Mr. Marawa. I just want to ask, uh, Mr. Chulay or the new chairman as to are they aware of the res league um, that uh, exists within the university, and if so, um do they ever maybe send their development scouts to go and look out for some talent there? Because I just feel like there's lots of talent in that league and um, they close by to the clubhouse. So I think it would be nice for them to pop in, you know, um, uh, pop in sometime and just see if they can scout some talent. Because uh, what you often find on the ground um, from the players who play in that first league is that they feel like they somehow get connected to um, beat diversity. City Cup Club and the the, the, the bigger picture of course Bit fit So um, I just want to you know extend an invitation to them to uh, you know once a time uh, visit the res league and see if they can spot any talent. And then also if you could just elaborate on that as to overall how do they work around their recruitment policy. I'm aware of the academy. I think it's visible enough and I believe they're doing a, a good job. But if they could just uh, provide for that explanation, they'd be very
0: happy. All right, good one. Thank you so much. really appreciated Lungi. <laughs> Mr. Chair
1: um, in terms of in terms of the Res club,'m I'm, I'm not sure that you're aware that our ground is actually used by the students for the games. We always have a representative there. We've got numerous scouts and a lot of our assistant trainers. From the academy and under-17 MDC team, under-19 teams, we do have people at the games. So we're always looking for talent. Um, and I think we've got a very good record of, of recruiting young players. Extremely good. In terms of the academy and recruitment, we do have trials. We do have people contacting a lot of people within the club. We give, we give players trials. We have open days for trials. We've got our juniors. So we always well represented there. Um, if we're missing someone, you know, maybe just drop us a mail and we can always come and have a look. It's not that easy to, to put people out everywhere, but we are very prominent, especially at the university.
0: Smanga says, uh, can you please ask the Honorable Chairman why Bitvez hardly sell players to Kaiser Chiefs? Are they having beef with Kaiser Mdau? And I like the way that he runs his team. Uh, you won't find Wits and scandals of players uh, like Chiefs or other teams as well. So is this an open market? Uh, Jose Ferrer, maybe this gives me a chance to bring you into this conversation. Uh, this is your field, your domain. CEO at Bitvez good to see you.
3: Thank you, Robert. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, Just before I answer that question, let me just tell you that one of the reasons we had such a disastrous season last season was because you went on a sabbatical. Oh, You went around for a year because every other year that you've been around and you've had us on the show, we either top of the log or there or thereabouts. uh, We've been within the top four every season that you've had us on your show. Last season you went around and look what happened so there's one of the reasons so i'm the muti man
0: you're the muti, man oh <laughs> man i love the way you use it sabbatical <laughs> only if i knew that i could use such a word for my year disappearance <laughs> it's the appropriate word under the circumstances i love the fact that you are almost a politician <laughs> your choice of words out of this world but thank you so much man good to see you though jose oh, thank you um we didn't intentionally mean to bring you during a controversial question, uh, but so is life.
3: Players transfer to Kaiser Chiefs? Lacking, according to Smanga? D- d- you know, it's a, it's a funny thing because I- I've been asked that question on numerous occasions, and yeah. and, and uh, I think even in your show over the years I've been asked this question, why, why don't we sell players to, to Kaiser Chiefs? Yeah. And the answer is that uh, there is no reason why we haven't sold players to Kaiser Chiefs. Let me tell you that uh, we have a very good good relationship with Kaiser Chiefs as, uh, between the two clubs. I personally have a very good relationship with Bobby and uh, with uh, Mr. Motohung. I work with him closely at, at, uh, at Exco level at the PSL. So the reason why it hasn't happened is simply that the market has dictated that we do not land up selling players to, to Kaiser Chiefs. I know that there's a belief within Kaiser Chief supporters. Jose Ferreira doesn't like Kaiser Chiefs. I have no reason to dislike them. <laughs> uh, uh, and unfortunately, the players that, that we have sold over the years, um, other clubs have come in with better offers, and, and, and we as BitVest Fits have to, have to look at what is the best offer made for our players. When we take the decision to sell the player, when we take that decision, that decision must be based on on number one, what is in the best interests of the player, and that's very very important. Um, and secondly, what is in the interest of the club. And if we give it a get an offer for ten rand from one club and twenty rand from the other club, we'll seriously have to consider the one that's offering offering us twenty rand. Now, in the in the past, I've, we, we've had numerous negotiations with Kaiser Chiefs over many players, Velikazi, um in fact, let me tell you that Willakazi's first choice was to go to Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, that's a, something that a lot of people don't know. Uh, the thing is, he, he didn't. Was that because more money was in Klürköp? More money was in Klukop. Let me be blunt. Yeah. More money was in, in Klukop, both for the player and for the club. Let's not beat it around the bush. Uh, and Massively
0: so. I mean, surely the, the bottom line is important. The prestige of Kaiser Chiefs is there. The players wish and want is there, so clearly Claude Krop must have put a whole lot more on the table. Was that
3: the case? Does anybody have any doubt about that uh, Robert? No. It doesn't make any sense to be anything but that, massively so, Uh, and both in terms of the players terms and in terms of of, of the club to club club terms. So these are financial decisions uh, that are taken by the club and the player ultimately uh you know the the this whole thing with calf that you were talking about just now and, yeah. and it's also something that has cropped up year in year out that we don't take calf, uh seriously that's not true and you know robert when when, when you repeat a lie yeah. once twice three three times four times 10 times mm. it becomes the truth and and over the years we we and maybe it's our fault maybe it's our fault that we haven't gone out publicly and defended ourselves mm. in, in terms of this I'll give you an example. Last season, you look at the preliminary rounds of the CAF Champions League and the previous season. You look at the clubs that were playing in the CAF Champions League and in the CAF Confederation Cup, leading up to the group stages, But Westwitz, and i say it categorically yeah, to the listeners, was the only team of the four South African clubs that were playing their first <coughs> team players in those CAF matches. Not Mamelodi Sundowns, they were playing their fringe players. Mm-hmm. Not SuperSport United. They were playing their fringe players. Who else was in the competition? Rob, I forget now. Cape Town yeah, City. City.
0: Yeah.
3: And the previous season, mm. the same. We drew Al akhli The previous season, we fielded our first team. Sundowns was playing their fringe play in the same r- fringe players in the same round of the competition. Mm. There's one fundamental difference. We, as Bitvestwits, targeted the league, and that we repeatedly said, both myself and the coach. This is a club with 100 years of history, or mm-hmm. well, nearly 100 years of history, who has never won a Premier Soccer League APSA Premiership title. What should be the priority of that club? It's easy for the Mamalodi Sonals who've won numerous league titles in Orlando Pirates and, and Kaiser Chiefs. This was a club that had never won the league. That surely must be our first priority. We can think about CAF after that. We took CAF Champions League very seriously. Yes, we played fringe players in the CAF Confed Cup. Our our priority must surely have been a league and not a CAF Confed Cup. I think that if people analyse that and they think about what I'm saying here, they will appreciate the reasonableness of us thinking in that way. Because I was going to get to the issue about
0: uh, the Confed
3: Cup and saying that if the other teams were guilty of playing
0: French players, you were equally guilty of playing French players in the Confed Cup.
3: Correct. I, I admit that. But but it seems that it sticks with, 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 with Budwestwitz, and yeah. it doesn't stick with other clubs. Um, but we don't hide from the fact that we were a, a club that had priorities. Uh, this was a club that had never won the league. That was our priority, and we would not deviate from that. Um Yes now we can focus on 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 other competitions african competitions and we will you'll see that the mm-hmm. club will focus on that what we can't lose sight of and this is very important robert is that we have a squad of players which isn't the biggest of squads uh, we do not have the mamalodi sundown squad it's mm-hmm. full of depth you look at the uh, at the stands on any given mamalodi sundowns match and you think i would love to have those guys playing for us this weekend in a, in a league match
0: but the other clubs said the same thing that you would have said to say for sundowns to want villa guys they pay top dollar they, so for them to want any of those players in the grandstand they pay top dollar so you go through you pay top dollar get the players with are on the bench and the grandstand they are there let me quickly <laughs> let me quickly take a, a call from Tommy. uh Tommy, before we hit a break uh, Tommy, good evening uh, good evening uh, bravo, how are you? i'm very good thanks welcome Ah, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. And I also I'd like to pass my greetings to the honourable chair
5: there. I I'd just like to compliment uh with, with their structure that they have been keeping their senior players and also the most important one. The one specific player which I'd like to compliment is that they are captain. Cause pirates was after his signature but they did manage to hold on to his services and it shows consistency if you look at uh, the current Premier League and also their performance So, um, and also the uh, acquisitions lately, these currencies. I'm very glad and I just wish that they can also just keep up the momentum of uh, the, the structure in terms of developing the players. Not like other teams when they sell the, the so called uh, big player or the most profitable player, then they don't have anybody to replace first player. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Complimenting the consistency, holding on to the captain. We're going to hold on to a quick break. When we come back from the break, please, Um Zugisi, Richard, Salulale from Pretoria, uh, don't go anywhere, and including a couple of questions as well coming through from social media. Tabiso Jacob uh, has a very important question about asking the chairman why they don't utilize VAU as well as Vuvuzela FM, campus radio stations, and newspapers for marketing their home games.
2: Good evening, Mr. Marawa Will you please ask the chairman about the players uh, like about Mango and Riff Rosler if they're still part of the team. Thank you very much. Makoya and
4: Good evening Rob. This is Bra from Ranfontein and good evening to chair as well. Chairman there. Um Rob, I'm um, ask chairman how about adopting you know you see the problem I think is with our football now that we're not attending the stadium It's um f- our football is too much urbanized it's away from the people how about teams like uh big best adopting stadiums in the uh, location or townships like the one in most don't you think that you will have a good number of players i mean um um supporters and the attendance will be great remember the Ben Motswari that you got now recently sold to a pirates yeah man i think uh Abdul Bamji, he used to bring the Rebecca Lopez at the stadium, and there was a lot of vibe about the games taking place, and all that. And the interaction of the players and the supporters, uh, teams need to do something about that, because they are isolating us from the uh, players, and it's a problem. Thank you, Rob.
3: The Chairman's Chair. Thursdays on Radio 2000. Simulcast on Metro FM with Robert Morala. Always riveting radio
0: thank you so much for all the voice notes uh, thank you very much as well the lines are blazing Good to come to you mzugisi richard uh, Siolale, as well as nini in kensington maybe let's uh, quickly address uh, some of those questions jose is also here to give uh, backup support uh, i think the first one had to do with uh, Frosna as well as uh, gabardino mango is he somewhere in portugal mango in
3: fact uh, uh, robert i just got an sms uh, now from Portugal. Uh, from the coach of Segibal asking sure, me if it's if mm-hmm. it's possible to to extend his stay. Oh. So things are obviously going well. Uh, we, we're very happy for him. Uh, we think that he can be hugely successful in the Premier League. Uh are or a Premier League club. Yeah. Uh, they're sitting sixth or seventh on the log in, in Portugal. And uh, the opportunity arose for both him and and Reef to, to uh, go to Sedgibal. Uh, with Reef also Gimarange we're interested in having a look at him. hmm Uh, unfortunately Reeve declined the offer and declined the opportunity to go on trial in Europe um, for reasons that I suspect have to do with the fact that at the end of the season he's planning on going to another South African club um, which I believe is sad Mm. I think it's very sad that a young boy like him with such a great potential has declined an opportunity to, to train in Europe with a Premier League club in Europe with a league that is ranked number six in Europe. Um, but unfortunately um, in South Africa nowadays we uh, people that shouldn't have a say in the future of players who are more interested in their own self interest. Um, advise players poorly. And these laws- agents are these agents? Yes, let's, let's let's be straightforward here. Yes. Ages. Yes. Okay. Um, Reef Rosler has a contract with Bitwestwitz until the end of the season. Uh, at the beginning of the season we indicated to him and his agent that we wished to renew the contract. Obviously Reef did not have a very good season the previous season. Yeah. Uh, and was a bit of a part player. Mm, And I respected the decision, Uh, having met the agent and having met the player, I respected the decision of the player that he did not want to renew. Uh, In fairness to the player, the player indicated that he would consider renewing if we gave him an opportunity to go on loan to another club. Mm -hmm. Um, We said yes. I thought that it was a reasonable request, considering he was a player that wasn't playing regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, all clubs that uh, we discussed, Reef, um were not interested in taking him on loan because they knew that in four months' time they could sign a pre-contract with him. Uh which I also respect. Um the opportunity to go to Portugal arose in September. Um and when that opportunity arose, Gabadingo Mango grabbed it with both hands. Not that Gabadinho Mango is in the same situation, he yes, has a long-term sure. contract. He grabbed it with both hands because it's a a wonderful opportunity for any South African player to play in in a Premier League of any European country, particularly a country like Portugal. Uh, But Reef declined. And um, I can't understand how a 20, 21-year-old player would decline such an opportunity to go to not only Sechable, but Guimaraes, which would have been great for his future Uh, playing at that level. Mm. Um, But there are some things that we can control and then there are others that we can't control. Mm, Just leaves me extremely sad. Clearly the South African team that's giving him the offer for January has come up with the good. Well, as you and I know, Robert, if that has happened, then it would have been an unlawful approach. Yeah. uh, But that happens. We know that. Is there, are there laws these days in football in terms of, of that course, sort of thing? Of course they are, but but, no, uh, but they
0: never applied. But, 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 but,
3: but they never applied because it's Though. difficult to, to to prove those things. But telephoned ev- records, tapping is what
0: they call it? Easy to easy to govern and police anywhere else in the world. Difficult to police and govern in South Africa. Robert, I disagree with you.
3: I think that it happens all over the world. I think it happens all over the world. But people get showed up for that. They get reprimanded for it. Well, I think that it's, it should be more than a reprimand. But, but be that as it may, the point isn't, isn't whether there's been an illegal approach to, 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 of Reeves Rosler. That's, that's not the point. The point is that Reef Rosler is being, has chosen and declined a wonderful opportunity to further his career in a top European league mm. um, and rather chosen to set out his contract. And I think that somebody, and I know Reef very well. I've mm-hmm. worked with Reef over the years. I know he's a, a humble, good boy who's come through the ranks over the years. I think he's been ill-advised. It's as simple as that. But is he going to play any part until January for Wits
0: or not? Is that it? Done? is no. A decision taken by yourself? Yes. Born out of? Born out
3: of the fact that clearly the Reef and his agent has made it perfectly clear to us that with the declining of an opportunity to go to Portugal, that they have other plans, uh, and if that is the case and that is being kept away from us, uh, then Reef can't play a part uh, in our club during the course of the season. Let's see what transpires between now and, and the first of January. We'll probably find out who exactly is behind this on the first of January. Hmm.
0: I'm looking at a situation where Robin Jonas was able to play at Cape Town City, and we all knew that the move was there. Yes. So you're saying that would have been more open had that been the case, then Reef would be able to play up until such time as he departs
3: to his now then chosen club. Absolutely. We've done that on numerous occasions. So under
0: underhandedness plays a big part in you taking absolutely. this particular
3: ruling, Robert. Let's let's be clear. We, you take Vincent Pulley as an example. Yeah. He was a player that was coming free. We, 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 we spoke to 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 Vincent Pulley. He made it clear to us that that he wanted a new challenge, and we respected that. Uh, and 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 he played a big part in our season last season, notwithstanding the fact that both the club and the player and the agent knew that at the end of the season he was leaving and he was going oh. to to, to another club. To oh, another could have club. been Chiefs. Could yeah, have been it could have been well. any player. Yeah. It could have been any club. Uh, but the important thing is that that, that there was mutual respect, mm-hmm. club versus player, and that certainly hasn't been the case in the sense.
0: All right, let me quickly take uh, a couple of calls, and I want to thank him, Mzugisi, Richard and Nini for their patience. Uh, good evening, yeah. Mzugisi. Yeah,
5: Rob, you're killing me,
0: man. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. I'll bring you back yeah. to life, don't worry
5: uh good uh, greetings to the ka i uh, I just wanted to ask for for the chairman this country question are they a selling club or, this, uh, or how would they define themselves and another uh, question I, I don't have a problem with them in terms of their relationship with uh, with us is Orlando Paris, I meet with that the only thing they need to just confirm it they just need to sell us a uh, tracing because the has to play for <laughs> uh, in the case of Champions League, uh, and and uh, lastly, in terms of uh, having females playing a vital role there in the team, uh, uh, do they do they have any females there? Uh, maybe recruit some of the ladies who are who are starting at advance to to play a role in, in, in the in the admin of the team, and and then lastly, and I know that the, the team is uh, is blessed in terms of wealth of resources why are we not seeing um, many young stars who are coming from the development and they also why are they selling their players particularly to other teams? Thanks a lot.
0: Nice one. Thank you so much, Msugisi. Uh, straight to the point. Let me take Richard and St. Turian. Good evening.
5: Good
6: evening, Mr. Marawa, and good evening to the gentlemen in the studio.
0: Thanks to you too for your patience uh, as well, Richard. Go ahead.
6: Thank you, Rob. I have two questions, but before I get to that, Rob, please allow me to get this out of the way. Sure. You know, when you make 144 attempts to get through the show and you still don't, (laughs) then you begin to understand how big and famous this show is. How many attempts? 144 attempts one day, Mr. Marawa. That was on Monday.
0: Wow. That was Reaction Monday. And (laughs) the line started... I'll tell you one thing I haven't said to the team here that I've never seen the lines go crazy as they did on Monday. From the time the news bulletin finished until the show ended, it was red, red, and red. So I, I hear know. you. I apologize. We'll try to be less popular.
6: <laughs> I know, Mr. Marao. Mr. Ferreira blames you, I mean, blames versus performance last in on your sabasticals. Mm-hmm. I'm blaming you on making this show so famous <laughs> that it becomes so difficult for us to get through. On a serious note, Mr. Marawa, thank you for taking my call. When when I look at uh, Beatrice Stadium, it's a very compact stadium. Now, the question I have for the gentlemen, what are they doing to ensure that they fill the stadium to capacity, irrespective of whichever team they are playing? Because for me, there is a potential... To see the crowds that the chairman or Mr. Ferreira was talking about, that when he looks at Sundowns matches, he he envies them that, you know, he would like to have that, that kind of a support. The second thing, Mr. Marawa, is, I think, was one of the voice notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Prawili from Renfontein. He spoke about the T, the clubs, you know, building a wall between the players and the supporters. Now, I know for a fact that there is a media day that clubs normally have. Maybe what we need to, to look at, maybe Vets can be the first thing to do that. Why don't we have a supporters day where supporters can mingle and talk to the players so that we understand their frustration when they are not on form. They also understand our frustration uh, when they are not performing to the level that we expect them to. Thank you, Mr. Marawa, for taking my call.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, I suppose it's a it's a, it's great input. Nini, good evening in Kensington.
2: Hi, Rob. How are you?
0: Thanks for holding on. Good. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Uh, it's been quite long. I I just have uh, one question because the other one was already covered by this regarding Tyson yes. um, and pirates. Uh, I, I also appreciate it if they give us Tyson because we need him in Orlando. But then again, I, you know, clubs would always beef up the squad with strikers, defenders, midfielders. And i in following on social media. I see Verse is giving up their admin department because I read somewhere uh, saying admin is joining Verse. Is it because of the venters? Are we going to see Verse more active now on social media because they are rather too serious as compared to being, you know, part of the venters that keep us entertained, especially towards uh, big fixtures? Mm.
0: Nice one, Nini. It's a, it's a question because they've actually made an acquisition from Cape Town City in the, the social media space. Maybe that's a good one to start off with, uh, Mr. Chair. Uh, you've gone and, and, and you know, transfers are usually with players. Bitvers Witz have done a transfer of one of the top media personalities, especially within the social media space, to bring him across from Cape Town to BitVez Witz Yes, uh, <clears throat> Robert. Mr. Bailey
1: is a very well-known man. We felt that our marketing, in particular on social media, was maybe a little bit behind the curve. Uh-huh. And we went out and we recruited the person who we think is the best. So watch the space. We are going to be very active on social media, which is important
0: for our fans.
1: And maybe less serious
0: and less serious is what they were saying because the, the, the banter is very important and we've seen it in the past with uh, Puluwane City at times they relegated IX Cape Town and of course Cape Town City who have now gotten the services of Husin who was at Pulwane City before uh, you know and so the whole exchange of people that have been in charge of those Twitter handles changing clubs and maybe getting a different feel to revive clubs like Bud in that space Exactly,
1: and it's uh, very similar to what's happening overseas. Mm. Social media is is the mechanism to reach your fans quickly. Um, it's important for us, and uh, I suppose in answering this this the same listener's uh, comment about Tyson, yes, which I do take as as some banter. So thank you. <laughs> I think they're serious,
0: um, someone. No, uh, no, I think Pirates no. uh, fans want him to be at Pirates. I think everyone wants him. We know
1: Pirates want him, but. You know, the most important thing is that he actually wanted to stay with us. Yeah. So we, we gave him an offer. He accepted it without hesitation. So clearly we're doing something right. So I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Koza and your fans, but
0: you're not getting him. <laughs> he remains at home. You know, I always say there's some players individually who are very talented who always see the bright lights of so-called big teams, get excited and they leave, and they start making good friends with the bench. And from making good friends with the bench, they make good friends with the grandstand. And then they start making good friends with just staying at home. So I think when sober-minded, very highly talented individuals like Tyson actually realize that it's not always green on the other side. You stay at home. Richard talks about Supporters Day. Is that something that you'd ever look at where he says supporters should be able to mingle and talk to the players, find out what their frustrations are? I think it's a fantastic suggestion of Richard's.
1: Um, we're quite happy to commit to it, we'll arrange it, for we'll we will arrange it at our stadium, we'll put on a, a brier or something, mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea and there's absolutely no reason not to do it on a regular
0: basis. Nice one, nice one. We'll keep an, an eye and an ear on that one. you asked about are you a selling club, do you re- regard yourself as a selling club?
1: No. Not at all. We're not a selling club. We only sell players who, who want to leave as simple as
0: that. Development of the youngsters, great development structures. But Mzugisi feels that he doesn't quite see that translating into those youngsters then moving across to the first team. You know, we've got,
1: we've got Glenn Salmon running the academy. Played overseas in yeah. Holland. He played for South Africa. We've got Dylan Shepherd very involved as well. And he's one of Gavin's assistant coaches. Um, and Gavin himself plays a very big role. He watches the, 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 the youngsters. So we do develop players. We've got a fantastic record. You might not see someone today, but you could see a few players this season. And if not, you'll see them, you'll see them next season. We've got some
0: very, very good youngsters coming through. And a final one by Mzogisi We've got to take a quick break, come back, and just get closing remarks here. Um, it was also the utilization of females within the administration of the club. Jose, uh, are I, you allergic to something like that? Uh,
3: you, you're talking obviously about staff. Uh, yeah, staff composition. I I, 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 I got to admit, I don't think there's too many clubs in South Africa that that have as many uh, uh, ladies mm-hmm. working for as we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, in what positions? In all kinds of positions, from from. Uh, um, supporters, uh, Liaison Officer, Marcel Kutumela, to uh, uh, Danielle Van der Merwe in Marketing, to Sonia Siabra in Admin, um, uh, Noa Biso, who's, who, who also works in Admin. We've we got quite a few ladies. I think we've got more ladies than, than your average South African club, I must admit. Hmm. Okay. That answers the question, Ms. Guisi.
0: Um, Gabba says, good evening uh, with you and together with the chairman. I just want to thank the chairman for allowing Vincent Buller to grow as a player and expose him to the new challenge uh, that he has dealt with very well. Thank you Alan, uh, you did us all a great favour. Alright, let's uh, take uh, final moments here on the chairman's chair and obviously thanking Alan so much uh, for making time and coming through for his very first uh, chairman's chair. How's that experience been for you?
1: Fantastic. Very nice to hear people's views and Opinions and some, and some great as ideas. Well, yeah, yeah, great uh, ideas.
0: And and I guess just a, a quick one. I I forgot to go back onto it. The the issue about VAU and using the, you know the, the the newspaper at the university, just in terms of getting your messages or marketing through. Okay, so we actually do it.
1: Um, maybe we're not doing it as well yeah. as we should, because clearly the listener hasn't experienced it. But we are busy with the Vovizela. We are very involved with Vitz. Our, our new media man will get more involved and there's very good collaboration between, obviously, between Bidvest and Vitz at the highest level from mm-hmm. Professor Habib, who sits on our board. Um, and we're always looking to cement that relationship and improve upon it.
0: Just a quick one on your side again, uh, you know, Jose, any major surprises coming through on the transfer market? You guys, stable, has a big-name player that's uh, busy being hidden from all of us that you might be launching upon the no. public soon? No, nothing much. Are you happy with the composition of the team as it is now?
3: Yeah, I think, I think we've done remarkably well. Uh, in fact, beyond our expectations, yeah. there were a lot of question marks around a lot of the signings that we made. Um, but they've surprised us, um, performed beautifully, they've gelled, they're a great unit. I think we've got a team that is uh, united in their efforts to win things at this club and very proud of them. Uh, I think that if there's anything that happens in January, it's, uh, we, we, we don't anticipate it at this stage, no.
0: And you expect what, Alan, as, as a final parting shot from this crop of players and coach, is, is to deliver what? The, the league title, Pizom Simonis seems to think that uh, Wits are primed to do this.
1: I think uh, Sundowns and Pirates remain the favourites. Yeah. We don't go into the league expecting to win the league. Um, We go into the league expecting to do our best, and that's what we'll do. We do have nine new players in this team. Um, I think we've done remarkably well, very quickly, and uh, if the boys stay fit and clear of injuries, I think we're going to do well. And our target always is to be actually in the top four and to compete for every cup competition. And that's really our goal.
0: Good to see George Mukhootsi here as well. Uh, George, our, our warmest greetings to you and all the good work that you do at WITS. Um, I know you, I think this weather's brought the worst in, in you uh, today, uh, but just to acknowledge your presence here. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I cannot end the show thank without acknowledging <laughs> my elders uh, who are here. No, thank you, 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 You're in good, strong physical condition, right?
4: Well, I'm trying. I'm time. Okay. Thank all you, right. Georgie! Thanks, Rob. Rob.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. Alan, good to have you on the show. Look forward to more conversations uh, in the new year around the chairman's chair. And, and, and as I said, social media certainly has been excited by your presence. Lots of people asking lots of questions. We might not have been able to get through all of them, uh, but it, it's about availability. And, and that, for me, is, is what leadership brings. Uh, if you are able to be available for the people that actually support and make a difference to your team that makes a that makes a hell of a difference and you've been able to do that today welcome to the position welcome to the chairman's chair look forward to many more seasons of engagement thank you very much yeah. i look forward thank you so much as i said from your side as well jose ferreira thank you robert see you next year without a doubt well god willing Please. <laughs> <laughs> No sabbatical. (laughs) No sabbatical.